welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Good morning and welcome. It's so good to have you join us again. We are in a series called First Things First. This morning I'd love to just chat to you around rethinking success. Now, the truth be told, the way you define success for your life has a huge impact on all kinds of areas in your life. It'll impact your work, your family, and your relationships. And ultimately, it'll impact your level of fulfillment in your life. It's as his executive coach, Nicholas Pierce, said, Defining success is a critical question against which the rest of our lives are built. What I've seen in so many of the leaders I've had the opportunity to work with is that they spend so much time trying to score points on other people's metrics. But one day they woke up and looked at themselves in the mirror and recognized that against the scorecard of their own soul, they had done absolutely nothing. Did you hear that? How true isn't it that so often we will, we will try to achieve or try to look good or try to, as he says, score points on someone else's metrics, someone else's opinion of what success should look like in our own lives, only to wake up years later, and go, what was that all for? What was that all about? And recognize that against the scorecard of our own souls, we feel like we've just wasted time. And if your definition of success comes from some outside source, then in all truth, you are going to find yourself in this space so often where, where as, as King Solomon, probably the wisest man who's ever lived, refers to it as just being meaningless. In fact, he doesn't just call it meaningless. He, he refers to it as, as chasing the wind. <laughs> and I don't, I, I'm pretty sure that just like my life, in your life, you don't want to spend your life chasing the wind. No, you want your life to count for something. You don't want to go through all this mess for free. Like you want your life to mean something. And I honestly believe that as we consider the words of Solomon, this really speaks into how we define success. Now, if we go and look at the dictionary, the dictionary defines success as meeting or achieving a desired outcome, meeting or achieving a desired outcome. I have a desired outcome and I meet that goal, so to speak, or I achieve that thing and therefore I have succeeded. There's there's some level of success. So when we consider this, we recognize that so often in, in life, success is measured by our achievements, our accomplishments, and our talents. 
And this translates, this like lives itself out <laughs> through money, fame, or power. Money, fame, or power. And as we look at this model, as we look at, at this like measure of success, money, fame, or power, I can't help but kind of just cast my mind into history and, and, and gather some people together and, and go, if that's the criteria for success, do I really want that success? For example, if I think of, of success being found in money, I can't help but think of a, of a man like, like Hugh Hefner, the, the founder of Playboy. Or when I think of, of fame, uh, the king of pop, Michael Jackson, or power, probably quite a brutal one, but Adolf Hitler himself. You know, we can agree that all three of these lives, at some point you would have looked at it and gone, they've reached a level of success. I mean, Hugh Hefner, such a wealthy man, but at the expense of how many young ladies' lives? We consider uh, Michael Jackson, King of Pop, what a talented individual, most gifted person that, 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 that I can think of musically, just an incredible guy from a musical standpoint, reached incredible fame. But again, a wake of destroyed lives left behind. And again, looking at Hitler, pretty hardcore stats right there. I mean, you talk about power, he was successful. <laughs> he convinced an entire nation that genocide was a good idea. <laughs> very powerful, very powerful, very successful when it came to that. But I'm pretty sure as we've delved a little deeper that when you think of success in your own life, you may be thinking to yourself, I might want to be successful, but I don't want to leave that legacy. And I think that's a very good place for us to be. I think it's a very good place for us to be to, to ask a couple of questions around success and, and rethink success. Now, when it comes to reevaluating success, Rethinking and reevaluating success is like this, this, this constant process throughout Scripture. And there's this moment in the life of Jesus where he's um, gathered together with his followers and, and, and he's just busy teaching them. He's sharing some stuff with them. And, um, and, and while he's sharing with them, he tells them a story as he always did. He you know, spoke in parables. And as he speaks through this parable, he gets to the end of the parable and he finishes it off with this line. And this is the line. He says, the last will be first and the first will be last. The last will be first and the first will be last. And as I say that, that goes against the grain of any concept that we've ever had of success. It's like, <laughs> no, in success, the first will be first and the last will be last. I mean, come on, coming last like kissing your sister, you know. That's actually like coming second. But still, we don't want to come last. Like, like coming first, like that's success. Come on, that's success. The truth be told, it really messes with our concept of what success actually 
is. You may be thinking to yourself, Ramon, if Jesus really meant those that are last shall be first and first shall be last. Like, does that mean that I need to aim to come last in everything in life? Like, say my boss calls me into his office and says, hey, we so value you. We value the work that you've done. You've been an absolute asset to this team. And uh, we want to reward you, man. We, we want to give you this promotion uh, because we just really believe that you've got real value add in this area. So let's do it. Uh, here's a promotion. Does that mean I have to sit back in my chair and go, in all honesty, I've been working my tail off at coming last. Uh, so thank you. I really appreciate it. But can you please give it to the next guy? Or maybe you are someone who's, who's really loves their sport, loves just playing sport, or maybe even really trusting for a, a, a professional sporting career. And you're like, dude, that kind of shatters all my dreams because I don't get a professional rugby, soccer, motor racing, whatever career by coming last. I've got to win in order to, to get there. And I get you and I hear you. And I believe that that is a distortion of what Jesus is really saying here. See, what Jesus is really saying here to his disciples is he's saying to them, what I want you to do is I want you to throw away your picture. I want you to, to, to throw away your, your old ideas about life and achievement. I want you to rethink what success looks like. And as we engage with God and as we look into what Jesus taught, we start to see that God's picture of success looks a heck of a lot more like significance. There's this documentary out right now, a documentary series called Chasing the Sun. And it's a documentary on the uh, South African rugby team, the Springboks, uh, pretty much from a year before the 2019 World Cup all the way through to the last game of the World Cup um, where they won. They won the World Cup, most prestigious event in rugby. Um, and uh, at the start, they were terrible. They were, got hammered like 57-0 or something crazy like that. And then we see this process that they go through, management changes, thought process changes. We see all of these different changes come about to the point where right at the end they actually achieve this monumentous achievement. But you see, if I could sum it up very <laughs> briefly, I would put it this way, that they pursued significance the byproduct of that was success. If you go and look at their story, if you watch the documentary series all the way through, if you go and kind of dig into to what their philosophies were, and, 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 and they pursued significance, the byproduct was success. Did they want to win? Did they want to win the World Cup? Of course. Of course they wanted to win the World Cup. But they first needed to rethink why they were there. They first needed to rethink why they were there. 
They had to have some hard conversations. They needed to, 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 to ask some difficult questions. They had to mend some relationships. They had to change some thinking. And ultimately, they needed to make some values-based decisions. They needed to figure out who they wanted to be. They needed to figure out uh, when people look back on this rugby campaign, like who do we want them to see? What do we want them to see? And there was this moment where everything changed. And it's when they realized that they were playing for something bigger than themselves. There's this moment in the documentary where, where one of the players, uh, Makizolo and Pimpi, where he recognizes we're out here playing a rugby game, but there's this chaos going on back home. And, and we are actually not playing for a cup. We're playing for something so much more. We're out here playing to show a nation what can happen when people stand together. Like, we, we are better together. And that really became their mantra of that World Cup is, hey, we're here to show everyone that we are better together. And they pursued significance and the overflow was success. The Apostle Paul he, he urges his readers in his letter to the church in Rome where, where he asks them to, to, to allow God to change the way that they think, to change the way that they, that they view success in life, to change the way that they approach life when it comes to their thinking. When he says this, he says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And I firmly believe that success will follow when we put God first. I firmly believe that a successful life in God is a life that puts Him first. When I put God first in my life, there's this exchange that happens. We move from, as Solomon put it, chasing the wind to something a little more to the name of this documentary that we spoke of, where we start chasing the sun. And when I say chasing the sun, I mean the S-O-N. We move from, from chasing the wind to chasing things that are ultimately meaningless, trying to keep up with someone else's scorecard of what our lives should look like. Putting God first, putting his values first, putting, putting his ideas of life first in our lives. And as we do that, we start pursuing, we start chasing the sun and we start living lives of significance. And when I pursue his heart and when I pursue his, his, his will for my life, 
I started looking at the world around me very differently. And I start becoming that listening ear. I start becoming that, that voice of hope. I become those, those, those healing hands, those comforting arms, that cool drink, that, that warm meal, that, that, that warm blanket. <laughs> I, I start becoming his significance in the lives of people around me. And people start to find something incredibly special. Why? Because they've come into in encounter with us? No. They've just come into contact with a significance that we carry because of the value that we have found in God. We stop chasing the wind and we start chasing the sun. Ramon, how on earth do I move from chasing the wind to chasing the sun? I believe again, King Solomon just gives us such a great insight into this and gives us such great advice to start this pursuit. When he says this, he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Very simply, Solomon is saying to us, trust him. Seek his will. And he will show you the path to a fulfilled and significant life. And I know you want that for your life. I want that for my life. And it's only found in seeking him, in pursuing him. We've been saying throughout the series, in order to put first things first, we, in order to put God first, we need to, in every decision that we make, in, in every moment where we kind of face with two options, to, to really just ask a question and that question being, God, how do, how do I put you first in this moment? If I choose this, is this putting you first? Or if I choose this, is this putting you first? And I want to give you maybe just a simpler question this morning. It's common language to us if you've been part of us for a while. Uh, if you're new, it might be new to you. But in those moments where, where I'm needing to choose, am, am I going to chase a temporal success or am I going to chase real significance for my life? Which way do I go? I believe the defining question in that moment is just this. What does love require of me? What does love require of me? When you're needing to make a decision, just ask, what does love require of me? And as you ask that question, I do believe that the answer, as we, as we live out the answer, it points straight back to the heart of God and living a life of significance in Him. You can find more fulfillment in your life if you rethink and reevaluate what success looks like to you and really start to target what is really important in your life. I wonder, do you have 
old measures of success that, that you need to redefine and, and, and rethink through. Are you succeeding at what is significant? If not, I really want to ask you, take up Solomon's uh, advice. Start trusting God with your future. Seek His will for your life day in and day out. And as you follow Him, He will show you the path to take to a fulfilled and significant life. And when you're unsure which way to go in the moment, just ask, what does love require of me? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this morning, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you have placed good things in us. Lord, you've placed gifting and talents and, and, and all of these wonderful things in us, Lord. Father God, I, I know for myself that these things only get us so far. Lord, I know that you have a purpose, you have a plan with each life that's busy watching today, Lord. Lord, that you want to move us from chasing some form of temporal success to really pursuing a life of real significance in you. Lord, I thank you that as we, as we do this, Lord, as we really just start to trust you, Lord, as we, as we start to seek your will, Lord, that you're faithful to show us your way moving forward. So Lord, we pray this morning, Will you show us what success means in your eyes? Will you show us what to prioritize in our lives, Lord? Lord, I thank you that you help us define success as you would have us see it and that you give us the strength to follow through on it. We thank you that as we just live this out, we become better and better representation of your son, Jesus prayed in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. It's so good to, to connect with you. If you need to reach out to anyone, please feel free to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want more of this content. Uh, we love being with you. Look forward to connecting with you again next week. Have a great week. Cheers. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.